All of the newest episodes of Note to Self are now available on the Luminary Podcast app. It's free to download, and you can also listen to other podcasts from WNYC Studios, like Radiolab, Two Dope Queens, Snap Judgment, Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin, and others. Luminary Premium is the only place where you can enjoy the entire new season of Note to Self, plus new original podcasts you won't find anywhere else, from Trevor Noah, Roxanne Gay, Guy Raz, Lena Dunham, and many more. And you can enjoy them ad-free. Start your free trial by going to luminary.link slash note to self or download the Luminary app for free. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one. I'm Anush Zamarodi. And note to self, you're listening to our five-pack on climate change, how we can do better by the Earth as individuals, collectively, with our technology choices and our habits. With David Biello, who, refresher, is the science curator for TED, a contributor to Scientific American, and author of The Unnatural World. It's a good book. Go check it out. Maybe you're binging on this podcast, and you've heard this intro five times in the past hour. This is episode five, our final stop, and our grandest, our spaciest. We started with your ACs, and we're ending a little bit further away on Mars. Okay, I think this is my favorite I mean, no, it's not my favorite because I don't (laughs) want to go there. But we have to talk about the Mars option. I mean. (laughs) Planet B. Planet B. Is that what it is? I feel like it's Planet Z, really, where it's, you know, (sighs) so far down the list of viable options that we shouldn't even really consider it. But let's talk about it. But, But wait a minute. You say that, but I've seen Elon Musk speak. And I have to say that when he gives his Mars talk, you're like, well, Okay, we just have to do this. Like, there's something so specific and real about what he's describing. Compound that with, you know, the movie Martian, which, like, (laughs) made you able to visualize it. So tell me why you think this is just not even worth talking about, and then why are we actually talking about it? Well, we're talking about it because of the pioneering aspect of it. I mean, it's super cool to think about flying through space and founding a new civilization on a different planet. But the problem with that is that Mars is incredibly hostile to human life. The soil is toxic to Earth life, right? It's actually rocket fuel, which is a big part of Elon Musk's Mars plan, by the way. He's going to kind of refine that soil back into rocket fuel so So you can can have trips back back and forth, right? So you can be like, get me the hell out of here. Why did I come here? Exactly. Well, (laughs) but the real challenge with Mars is you have to kind of turn it into Earth, in order for like us to live there. Like in the movie where he does movie. that. Exactly. Yes. And in order to turn it into Earth, you're going to be exquisitely reliant on Earth. So if Earth is kind of destroyed or not functioning, Mars will not be functioning. Oh, it's like a symbiotic relationship between the two planets. It is not going to be a self-sustaining going concern anytime in the near future. <sighs> So we really have to solve our problems at home. And Elon Musk, if you ask him, as I have, will say this. 99% of our efforts should go towards saving the Earth. 1% should go towards building another home on Mars. 
And I'm not saying that's not correct. That's kind of the long-term plan. Why not kind of spread out through the galaxy, especially if we can get our home planet in good shape? But that's not where we are today. I was eavesdropping on my husband having a conversation with my 10-year-old son last night. And they were talking about the Mars option, which is, of course, what captured my son's imagination. Exactly. And then my husband used that to turn it around to what actually happens on our planet. And they ended up having a conversation about... Yes, boosting the AC temperature to 78 degrees from 76 degrees, and it turned into like a little teachable moment there. Is that what Mars can do for us right now? That is a huge part of what Mars can do for us. It can kind of inspire us to our better selves. But here's another thing that Mars can do for us. By kind of mastering the technology to go to Mars, Yeah, because we'll have to scrub CO2 out of the air that we're all breathing on Mars. We will develop the technologies that we need here on Earth. That is actually one of the unintended consequences of the space race. We developed all these amazing technologies. Solar panels, in large right. part, got their start from the NASA, space race. Of course. Yes. So there is a kind of technology development argument to be made for trying to go to Mars. And that's where I see the kind of 99 to 1 ratio working. I mean, maybe there's a silver lining to our CO2-laden cloud here, which might be that actually this is the one issue we can all unite behind, no matter what our values or politics or all the things that we are divided on in this country, in this world. Could this be the one thing that, like, this is it, friends? Come together. Dare to dream. That's not where we are today, but uh, that would be one of the hopes, right? And that's powerful, and that's the kind of thing we need. I've heard from a lot of people who they're very upset that they can't seem to have a civil conversation, maybe on Facebook, maybe in real life, with their relatives who live in a different part of the country. Maybe this is one thing that they can talk about and find some common ground. And once you meet somewhere in the middle, that makes it easier to start to sort of talk about other things, too. It's absolutely true. I'm going to share a little anecdote. Uh, yes. So non-scientific, but pretty good. I was out in Iowa reporting on the election last year and talking with farmers. And if I mentioned climate change, the hackles would rise. Yet if you ask them about kind of soil management or conservation stewardship of their land, man, did they get passionate about that. And they talked about this thing called no-till farming. This is essentially when you don't turn over the soil Mm -hmm. before you plant a new crop. That turns out to be really awesome for preventing greenhouse gas emissions from agriculture. Now, they don't believe that climate change is happening, but they really care about their soil. And if they're doing the right thing, it's just like the solar panels. It doesn't matter whether they believe or not, as long as they're taking the actions that are required for us to solve this global problem. Whatever you need to do, just do it for planet Earth. Well, I would say it's the stakes are actually higher than that. The planet is going to be fine. It's people that are in trouble, right? If we kind of sterilize the planet for us, our civilization is gone, the cockroaches take over, whoever. The planet will be fine. All that algae will bloom and thrive. What's really at stake is our children's future, our hope in humanity and Those are not small stakes, so we really want to kind of rise to the occasion. David Biello, this has been such a delight. I actually feel uplifted compared to 
like I wanted to crawl into the corner and stay in the fetal position for the next 20 years? Well, we can do this. Like I said, the problem is not technology. We have the solutions. The problem is us. It's implementing these solutions. We just need to get out there and do it. Thanks, David. Thank you. And thank you, dear listener, for sticking with us. Follow our newsletters all this month for further reading because the fight to save our planet has just begun. And we got to dare to dream here, right? We can dream about whale poop or whatever gets you feeling passionate about the environment and its better future. Sign up for the newsletter at notetoselfradio.org and enjoy these last weeks of summer, right? And while you do, on the beach, having sundown cocktails on the lawn, talk to each other about our planet. Like David says, this is our common fight. We will be back with new Note to Self episodes, not just on the environment, in September. And we're going to be hitting the ground running because my book, Bored and Brilliant, is out September 5th. I am already packing for a grand tour across the country's bookstores. How delightful is that? But sorry, husband and children. I'm coming to talk to you guys, listeners. Maybe I'll even see you. Come on, you know you want to see if the image you have of me in your mind is the same as in real life, right? Find out if I'll be in your city. There are a lot of them on my list. The book tour schedule is at manoushz.com, and you can get updates there, too. I am psyched. The Note to Self team is Jen Poyant, Kat Aaron, Megan Cunane, and Joe Plord. Many thanks to Matt Boynton for his help with this series. Note to Self is a production of WNYC Studios. I'm Manoush Zamarodi. I'll see you in September.